Hi guys, welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. We are back with day four of Eve Miss, day four of 25 days of Eve. And I just want to say thank you for all the support I've already gotten on these past few days. Like honestly, this series, I feel like it's just going to be so fun and help so many of you. And so many of you are just in my direct messages telling me how grateful you are for this series and how you already love it. So thank you everyone for the unconditional love and support. I'm so excited to be doing this series for you. Today's episode is going to be all about healthy eating habits and some of my favorite recipes because I've been getting a lot of questions from you guys to talk about eating healthy habits and how to put a healthy habit into your life, whether it's with eating or working out, recipes to make. A lot of you ask me about recipes and I kind of wanted to do some more research and educate myself more on recipes and everything before talking to you guys about it because I don't want to just go into an episode and talk about things that I don't really know too much about. So I've been taking notes on my healthiest eating habit tips. I asked you guys on Instagram to ask me questions about what you want to know about eating healthy and how to create a healthy eating habit. And also, exciting news, I have this book with me by Emily, who is the Rawsome Vegan Life on Instagram. Such an amazing book, you guys. 125 juices, smoothies, and healthy snack recipes. It's the cutest book ever. And I'm going to tell you guys some of the recipes that I made from this book as well in the episode because a few of you asked for my favorite smoothie recipes and recipes to help you de-bloat and everything. So I'm going to be going through all of that when I get to the book. It's just the easiest recipes. It's a plant-based nutrition book. So it doesn't have like dairy or vegan or you know if you're vegetarian or gluten-free or anything like that. It'll help you through that. You don't have to really make that a huge thing, but their description, their Instagram, their book, everything will be in the description. My words are getting all mixed up today. I'm sorry. That totally did not make sense, but I'm super excited to go through the questions you guys asked and to also tell you guys some of the some of the recipes that stood out to me the most and that I've made this week that have helped me. So let's begin with question number one, which is, are you vegetarian, vegan, or gluten-free? No, I don't eat red meat, but I do eat chicken, so I'm not a vegetarian. And I go through phases where I cut out gluten or dairy. Like sometimes I'll be like, okay, you know what? Let me cut out dairy for this whole month to see if it changes my skin, or let me cut out gluten to see if my stomach stops hurting this week, or, you know, et cetera. I just started going to a holistic doctor who's going to kind of help me figure out why I've been having so many gut issues, why my skin is breaking out, why I've been bloating so much, and kind of just try to help me figure out everything that's happening with my gut because it hasn't been great recently. So I'm super excited to kind of dive into that journey and start healing my gut. But I don't really like to label my diet because I feel like anytime I tried to label my diet, it made me kind of spiral a little bit into a super restrictive, strict mindset where I was like, no, you can't have that. You can't have this or, you know, whatever. So I definitely didn't, um, I definitely never labeled my diet because I do kind of eat what I want, but I try to eat intuitively in moderation, aware of what it's going to do to me, but I definitely don't label myself. Maybe after I go to this holistic doctor, she's going to tell me you have a very bad food sensitivity to dairy and I'm going to have to cut dairy out. Like who knows what's going to happen. We still have to kind of run some tests and do some trial and error to figure it out. But as of right now, no, my diet is not labeled. The next question is how do I become disciplined but also have what I want? I feel like when it comes to being disciplined, it can only really happen for a certain amount of time. So for example, I feel like 
if you want to be a little bit restrictive or disciplined, you can really only do it for a little bit. Like you can't make that a lifestyle. You can make it something you do for a certain amount of time just to kind of create new habits because, you know, they always say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. So I feel like for me personally with my workout journey, which I'm going to get a little bit into today, I had to be strict with myself for the whole first month. You kind of have to do it in baby steps where you should be disciplined, like discipline yourself for 21 days. And then after that 21 days, do what you want because whatever you're trying to accomplish in that 21 days will become a habit for you. So for example, like I said, when it came to my workout journey, I, for 21 days, forced myself to work out. So I went to the gym once with my friend, felt so good after the gym that I wanted to keep going to the gym. And so I made a membership the next day. And after day four, I was like, okay, I'm kind of over it. I don't really want to be going anymore. So what I did, what I decided to do was I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to force myself until the end of January, which this was last year, till the end of January, shut, like you're going to the gym every single day. And that's it. Like, Every single day for all of January, you were going to the gym and that's all that has to be said about it. And once I kind of put that to my mind and told myself that's what I was going to do, I forced myself to go every single day until the end of the month. Um, And yes, there were days where I didn't want to go. There were days I weren't excited for it. There were days where my I had a little bit of period cramps and the weather was horrible. And I was like, okay, I'm not in the mood to go to the gym, but I forced myself to do it. I took like, I think two days off a week to like make my body rest. I didn't want to like completely harm myself, but overall for 21 days, I went to the gym. And the reason behind that also is because I am someone who I don't like living a restrictive lifestyle. I like I have the mindset of I only live once. Like I want to enjoy this meal. I want to enjoy this day. I want, I'd rather do this than go work out today, you know? So I knew that if I wanted to create a habit, I had to do it for 21 days. And then after that, I was going to be obsessed with either going to the gym or I wasn't going to be. After 21 days, working out became part of my journey. It became something that I wanted to do and it became a habit for me. So after I was kind of disciplining myself for those 21 days, I was completely free to do whatever I want after those 21 days, but because I had been working out consistently during that time, sorry, I had the hiccups during that time. It made it a habit for me where I could do what I want while still working out. So I think when it comes to being disciplined, but also having what you want, you need to do one first. You need to be disciplined on yourself first. I have a whole episode all about self-destruction versus like self-discipline. And I think you should maybe really listen to that episode as well to make sure you're not harming yourself in the process, but you're disciplining yourself and making yourself grow through the process. So be disciplined on yourself for 21 days to create this habit, whether you're being disciplined on yourself to not have dairy, to not have gluten, to not have meat, to work out every day, to go on a walk every day, whatever it is that you want to add into your life, do it for 21 days. Do that one thing do that one thing for 21 days. Don't try to do a million things at once. After that 21 days, it's going to be a habit in your routine as long as it's something that you love. And then after that, you're going to be able to do whatever you want because it's going to be a habit in your life already, you know? So that's my biggest tip when it comes to that. Next question that I got is how do I start a healthy habit? How do I know what healthy habit I want to start, such as eating better or working out consistently? So as for finding a healthy habit that you want to start, Think about things that maybe you're lacking in your life that you want to grow. So, you know, you're just like how physical you are during the week. How active are you? Are you really not moving your body at all? Are you not going on walks or stretching or working out at all during the week? Because maybe that could be a problem. Working out 
is not just about physical appearance. It's about how you feel and it's about your health in the long run. Going on runs or walks every day is so important for your health in the long run. It's so important for your heart, for your mind. Like working out is not just, oh, I want to lose weight. So let me work out for a few months to lose it. And because that's not going to build a healthy lifestyle. So if you want to create a habit of working out, I highly recommend doing what I did where for 21 days straight, you need to just work out and force yourself to do it even on days you don't want to. And when I say 21 days straight, like take at least two breaks a week just to like let your body rest. But overall, like get those 21 days in. And another thing with it is don't do the same thing every single time. So I feel like a lot of people will say, oh, I don't like working out, but all they've done is run on the treadmill and do app workouts. And it's like, okay, maybe you don't like cardio, but you haven't tried HIIT. You haven't tried cycling boxing, strength training, you know, whatever it is, you haven't tried these things. So maybe you should try other types of workouts because for me, I was only doing cardio and then like I would run on the treadmill for 20 minutes and then I would do a little bit of abs and a little bit of butt for like maybe two months of going to the gym. So I feel like now that I'm kind of more, I've been experiencing more with the gym now where now I realize my favorite workout is actually strength training. So I feel like you need to kind of just really experiment with different types of workouts, because if you only do the same workout, you're going to get bored of it eventually. And your body is not going to be, um, accelerating. Like it's not going to be competing with anything anymore. It's going to be just used to the workouts you're doing and it's not going to be growing. You're going to, kind of stay in your comfort zone. So I definitely highly recommend trying different workouts as well if you want to make it a habit and if you want to be consistent with it because if you just do the same workout every day, you're going to get bored of it and you're going to think, oh, I don't like working out, but really you're just sick of doing the same workout. So if you want to make it a habit, I definitely recommend doing what I did when it came to being consistent with the gym. I'm almost a year in of being consistent with the gym and I'm like so proud of myself and so happy that I made it here, which maybe some people sound dramatic, but for me, I've been trying to be consistent with the gym for so long that I'm so happy that I'm finally at this place in my life. So when it comes to eating better, I'm not honestly the best at being disciplined with the way that I eat because like I said, I'm always like, I just want to enjoy that meal. Or if I'm out with my friends, I want to order something on the menu that looks good to me, you know? So when it comes to being disciplined on the way that we eat, I haven't been the best at it. Like I said, I said this in a few past episodes, I went to school in the city. I feel like I'm talking really fast this episode, so I'm going to try to slow it down a little bit. Um, But like I said, I went to school in the city two years ago, I believe, a year ago, two years ago. And every other day I was having pizza or, you know, some type of unhealthy food, normally pizza because I just loved pizza and it was so cheap. It was convenient. It was right down the street. Like it was so easy to just get something. And when you're in classes all day, you just want some type of comfort food and New York has the best pizza. So if you live in New York, you know why I love the pizza there so much. So I would have pizza like every other day. And this was the worst my skin and body had ever looked and ever felt. So I just did that for so long where when we were in quarantine, I kind of cleansed myself from eating pizza and I started to have more healthy recipes. And now at this point in my life, I crave pizzas. Like I don't, I honestly don't remember the last time I craved pizza. Like if it's in front of me and I'm hungry and I'm at a dinner or if it's like on the menu, I'll order it. But I don't crave it as much as I used to because I kind of forced myself to not have it for 21 days. And then after I didn't have it for 21 days, I just didn't crave it as much. But because I was having it so consistently before, I just craved it because I was eating it so often. But after I kind of took a break from it and was like, okay, you need to relax. Like this is clearly not good for you. 
and it's going to make you break out. It's going to make your stomach hurt. It's going to make you bloat. It's going to make your face puffy. Like all these, you know, side effects I had to have with having a slice of pizza kind of would hit me before I was about to eat that slice. So for me, it was not, not, not so much about like the physical, but it was about how it was going to make me feel. So when I didn't eat pizza for like a month, I wasn't craving it as much. Like even right now, I don't crave it as much as I used to. I think that's a really huge improvement from how much I used to eat it. Like you could ask anyone that was close friends with me. I ate pizza so much. The next question I'm going to answer is healthy smoothie ideas. So I've been waiting to say this smoothie. So like I said, I received this book a few days ago. So excited. Like I've been going through it. It's first of all, it's so aesthetically pleasing, has so many different juices, smoothies, and uh, healthy snack recipes. Something I struggle with a lot is bloating. I bloat a lot in the morning, like all day I bloat. And even sometimes when I eat healthy, I bloat. Like even if I don't have dairy or gluten during the day, I still will bloat. And I'm like, why is this happening? I don't understand. So what I decided to do was I went through and I found this smoothie. It's the tropical fruit smoothie and I make it with mango and pineapple. I'm going to read the recipe to you guys in a second. So get ready to write it down or type it out or whatever. I drank this smoothie in the morning, I think two days ago, two days ago. I drank this smoothie right before work in the morning, before I had my coffee, which is huge for me. And I, all my bloating went away. All of my bloating went away in a second. Like I am always bloated in the morning, no matter what. And I remember I drank this smoothie and my stomach felt, you know, when you get morning skinny, that's exactly how I felt. And it, maybe TMI, great for your digestion if you struggle with that. So I'm going to read the recipe to you, but honestly got rid of all of my bloating. So yeah, it's the tropical fruit smoothie and it has a lot of greens and everything in it. And it's coconut water or you could use, so you could use coconut water, regular water or coconut milk. If you want to use coconut milk, it's going to come out a little bit creamier. I made it with half coconut water, half regular water to kind of like dilate the taste a little bit. You could do either or. Papaya, frozen mango, frozen pineapple, lime juice, spirulina, wheatgrass powder, chlorella powder, moringa powder, and stevia powder, which is optional. That's only if people want it a little bit more sweet. So you literally just wash all the fruits and vegetables and you put it in the blender and you add some coconut water and regular water and you blend it. If you don't know what spirulina powder is, I've had spirulina powder in my fridge for months now. Like, months. It lasts so long. It's so healthy for you. And you're going to get all your greens in if you have that in the morning. And the next smoothie I'm going to say to you guys also, if if you guys don't listen to me enough of how much I can't stand my acne and my skin, I deal a lot with, with acne. And I've been looking for a really good smoothie recipe for to kind of help my skin out. So I finally found this smoothie recipe that's also in the book, the green smoothie for glowy skin. Any greens that you have are going to clear your skin, but I just feel like a smoothie is such an easy way to kind of have it. And my biggest thing when it comes to smoothies is or green juices or green smoothies is they're always bitter or too vegetable tasting. Like if you've ever had a green juice and it like really took you by surprise, I hate that feeling. So I'm so happy about this smoothie. The recipe is spinach, banana, rice milk, cucumber, maple syrup, and vegan collagen powder. If you don't have vegan collagen powder, highly recommend you get it. I get mine from Whole Foods. You can get it honestly anywhere. Amazing. It's it's helped my nails so much too. It's for hair, skin, and nails. It's kind of like a biotin, but a healthier version of it. 
because biotin I feel like could be really strong on your body and biotin also made me grow hair everywhere and it's really bad for your skin like it's actually make pe- makes people break out a lot so I don't like biotin I took it for a while I personally didn't like it for myself for some people I'm sure it works but collagen is it's like a collagen booster it's so amazing for you to put collagen in your smoothies Um, I put it in my smoothies more than I put like protein powder. I love collagen. Okay. And I'm going to read one more juice to you guys. Like I said, I'm going to link this book in the description because I'm only reading you three out of 125 recipes. I highly recommend this book. Um, Like I said, I'll have it in the description. But this juice is also – this juice that helped me a lot with my digestion and hydration as well. This drink in the summertime, if you are – I know a lot of my audience is from Australia. I know you're in your summertime right now. If you don't make this drink and sit outside by a pool or by the beach, I don't know anything because as soon as I saw this drink and I had it yesterday, had it yesterday like afternoon around 1 p.m., I was like, I wish I was in the sun. But it's watermelon, cucumber, pineapple, mint leaves, an ice cube, and obviously water. You can blend it up like you can blend up the watermelon and cucumber and pineapple and then just like put it over ice with mint. I added a little bit of water just to dilute it a little bit because I don't like drink super strong. Amazing. It's the best like summer drink and you could also put like seltzer water in it if you want a little bit more of like a sizzly feeling. So those were three of my favorite smoothies smoothies slash juices. Like I said, the first one is really good for deep bloating. The second one is really good for skin. And this one is just a very enjoyable drink that's going to hydrate you so much more than regular water. Like I said, this book will be in the description. Make sure you guys check it out. And it was absolutely so helpful. So that's kind of some of my favorite healthy smoothie slash juice recipes. The next question that I got is what supplements slash vitamins should we be taking? Honestly, so there's a, it's obviously different for everyone. It's different for everyone. I'll tell you guys which vitamins I take, but there's actually vitamin tests that you can take. So I don't know if you can do them at home. You might be able to. I know that they're a little bit pricey unless you can do it through your doctor with insurance. I still have to get mine done. I keep putting it back behind me, but I have to get them like done. Um, but I know if you don't have red meat or dairy, like for me, I don't eat that much dairy and I don't eat meat like really ever. So iron and B12 is something that my body lacks because I don't have red meat. So some vitamins I take are iron, B12, vitamin C, vitamin D3 is really good for you. Probiotics are really good for you. I feel like that's it. Those are the only ones I take. And you could take a woman's multivitamin as well. But I highly recommend taking a test to see which vitamins that you're lacking because you can also obviously get these vitamins from the foods that you eat. Like I know people who were on probiotics for years and because they started training their body to eat so well, they didn't have to go on probiotics anymore because they were getting enough probiotic from the food that they were eating. So I highly, highly recommend taking a test to see what kind of supplements you should be taking from like at your doctor or, you know, wherever you go to get checkups because – that way you'll get a better idea of what your body is actually lacking because you, if you take a vitamin that you already have a lot of, it's not going to do anything. It could actually worsen that. So you don't want to take a vitamin that you don't need to take. Um, so I highly recommend taking a test to like make sure you figure it out and don't overtake a vitamin. The next question that I got is how do I know how much I should be eating? Honestly, 
just eat until you're satisfied. Something that I did though is I overate. So I would enjoy a meal so much that I would eat it so fast. And because I was eating it so fast, I wasn't realizing that I was full. And then I'd be done eating and I'd be gross full where I'd have to just lay in bed for like an hour because I was so full from everything I just ate. So I feel like you definitely could just, if you eat a little bit slower, you're going to realize like, okay, I'm getting full a little bit faster. Maybe I should like chill down a little bit, you know? So I think that just eat a little bit slower and you'll be able to kind of realize what foods you should be eating. And I mean, not what foods, how much you should be eating and kind of realizing like, okay, my body gets full after this. Don't try to like purposely shrink your stomach, which I've kind of tried to do in the past and did not work out in my favor because I lost my appetite for so long. But I feel like now I eat so slow that I know when I'm full and I don't have to get gross full because gross full is the worst when you're so full that you can't even move. Like it's, that's the worst feeling ever. You're so uncomfortable with yourself. So I highly recommend just eating a little bit slower because it's going to give you a better idea of, okay, I'm full. I know I'm full. I don't want to keep eating and grossing myself out. Let me save the other part and put it in my refrigerator so I don't waste food. So just eat until your body is satisfied. And the slower you eat, the sooner you'll realize, okay, okay, my body's satisfied, but don't restrict yourself on how much you're eating. Just keep eating. And then when you're full, you're full. That's it. Like just listen to your body. The last question that I got that I'm going to be answering is how do I stay consistent with being dairy or gluten-free because of my gut health? This is something I struggle with too. I am so bad at restricting myself at the way that I eat and being consistent with it. I always tell myself, and this is why I'm bad with it, because I always tell myself, don't have dairy for this amount of time, don't have gluten for this amount of time, but I don't meal prep. That's my biggest thing. I don't meal prep. So because I don't meal prep, I'll wait all day. I'll wake up a little bit later. I won't eat till 3 p.m. It'll be 3 p.m. And I'm like, oh my God, I still haven't eaten today. I should probably go eat. I go in the kitchen and I just grab the easiest thing to eat because I'm in a rush or I have other things to do. So that's honestly my biggest problem that I do because it's just not good for you. Like it's literally just so bad for you to wait that long without eating, number one. And number two, you have to kind of just think in your mind, what is this going to do if I eat it? You know what I mean? It's like when it comes to pizza, I keep using pizza as an example because that's like my guilty pleasure food. I know if I have a slice of pizza, I'm going to wake up with new pimples. My stomach's going to hurt after I eat it and I'm going to wake up super bloated and my face is going to be super puffy. I know that going into eating that slice of pizza. And like I said, a really big problem why I'm not consistent is because I'll have that pizza because I didn't meal prep a healthy meal for me to eat, which is a really big problem that a lot of us like don't really realize is if you like meal prepping is the biggest way to stay consistent. If you go grocery shopping and meal prepping and you prepare all your foods, that's going to be the best way for your body to eat healthier foods because everything's going to be convenient and already in your refrigerator, in your pantry or whatever it is. You're not going to have to worry about like, oh, I'm hungry last minute. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to grab? Because it's already going to be ready in your refrigerator. And I think that's why we have trouble eating consistently is because we don't meal prep. So when it comes to us being super hungry, we just want something quick to eat so that we're not hangry. Like I get hangry so easily. So we just grab like the quickest thing that we have to eat. So my biggest suggestion when it comes to being consistent is make vegan and gluten-free meals in advance, like meal prep, whether it's overnight oats, chia pudding, whatever it is, like find recipe books and find things to make, watch YouTube videos, watch TikTok has so many amazing vegan gluten-free like meal prep ideas. There's so many different resources and outlets to find that. 
So I highly recommend just finding a bunch of recipes to create a healthy meal like that and meal prepping. Meal prepping is the biggest thing. I went like two weeks where I meal prepped and I had a healthy meal every single day, healthy snacks every single day because I was meal prepping. Um, And that's like the biggest tip that I can give you. Something I found out, this is like a random fact that I'm throwing into this podcast. People who eat unhealthy are least likely to have stomach pain than people who eat healthy. Isn't that crazy? And this is why it's because when you like consistently eat unhealthy, just junk food and fast food and all this gross food, the more you eat of that nasty food, the more all this like junk gets built up in your stomach and in your gut where it kind of creates a barrier around your stomach and food just goes down Food goes down your stomach, but also gets kind of stuck in your stomach, which blocks off pain. I did a really horrible way of explaining that. Search it up. I think that that's so interesting because I'll go from like eating super unhealthy for like a week or like when I used to eat super unhealthy and then I'll eat very healthy for a week and my stomach will be hurting every single time I eat something healthy. And I'm like, why is it hurting so much? And it's because it's not like when you eat healthy, your stomach is just going straight down. So in the beginning of eating healthy, you're going to have a little bit more stomach pain than usual. But I just thought that was so interesting because I was like, why? How come I have the most stomach pain out of all of my friends who eat worse than me? Like, does not make sense? And now I get it. So I thought that was a cute little fact to throw in there. But those are kind of my biggest tips with eating habits. I want to have someone on my show. If you guys have any suggestions of someone you look up to that's super good with eating habits and everything, direct message me and I'll reach out to them. I want to have someone on to like really dig deep into why our brain is wired to the way that we eat. Like why do we have unhealthy relationships with food? Where in our brain does that get wired? That food is the enemy. I really, really want to talk to someone about that, but someone that's way more educated than me. I love giving you guys advice, but it's also just my personal story and my personal advice. And yes, I think it works. And yes, I think it's amazing. But also I would love to have someone on to really dig deep into it. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys are enjoying this series so far. Don't forget to check out the book that will be in the description written by Emily. Their Instagram will be in the description as well. So you guys can check that out and look at their recipes. They have an amazing Instagram blog. And I want to thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode and being so supportive. I love each and every single one of you. And I can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. So have an amazing day.